Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's industrial action happening today, and it's happening on the health front, and it's also uh, very evident indeed in the education sector. We speak to Kevin McAdam uh, from Unite. Uh, Kevin, Good morning. Morning, uh, just explain what industrial action is being taken today and where is affected, Kevin. Well, a number of health unions across Northern Ireland are taking strike today in support of our ongoing pay campaign. And how much are you expecting to get? Remind us of what your demands are. Well, our demands are for a decent pay rise. I think um, we've received what amounts to around about 4% and in the current climate, that's just not enough. So we're looking for a considerable increase in that. And this is another example of ongoing strikes, because I I don't mean to be flippant about it, but we're almost losing track of who's striking when. Well, there's there's a lot of unrest. The economy's in a bad place, and and, and people are saying, give us the money to live. That's what we need, at the very least. And do you feel that you're cutting any ice with this industrial action? Because, you know, again, I don't want to in any way dismiss what you're doing, but no one seems to be taking any notice from a governmental point of view. Well, maybe we need to shout louder. You can hear we certainly have the public on board with us. Um, I'm at the Matter Hospital today and there's nothing but good will from the public. We need to get the message back to the government. Um, Ideally, Ideally, we'd like to have done it to our own government. We don't have one at the moment, but we need to be getting the message back. And our union and other unions are taking this message today across the UK. Um, so we need to be shouting louder to get the government to listen. And how frustrating is it that we don't have an executive, you don't have a, a health minister, you don't have an economy minister, you don't have a finance minister, you don't have people locally who may or may not listen, but they seem very distant at present. Well, it's difficult when you've nobody to talk to, I admit, Frank. Uh, Previously, three years ago, we were able to get government back in place and do something for the health service, not just for the workers. It's not just about pay. This is about maintaining the service because if we don't get a decent pay rise, people will leave, are leaving, but people will continue to leave and the service will deteriorate. So this is about saving the service as much as about pay. And just remind us who all is on strike today, which sectors, which groups, which uh, employees? Uh, well, my understanding is Unison and NIPSA and Unite are, are three of the, uh, the GMB, I think, are, are all engaged in strike today. So we have a number, we have a number of workers, from ambulance workers right through possibly to staff who maintain the, the 
the estate within the hospitals? Nurses border and catering, um, all sorts of the estates, people and all of the different clinicians as well. And you, you feel, and it's, it's pretty evident there from the, the background that you're getting significant support, ongoing support from the public. Uh, yeah, I, I can tell you that there's been great support from the public, those walking past, those driving past, and I think the people are with us. The people understand you need to pay people their worth in order for them to deliver the service. But you realise that there's a shortage of money and that the money may not be forthcoming. There's a there's a black hole even in the local budget. Frank, there's, there's no shortage of money when the government need it and want it for their, their own ends. We were able to find money to get us through covid and don't forget, Frank, for the last 10 to 12 years, they've been squeezing the health service, they've been underfunding it, and we need to put investment in it to de- get it to deliver what we need. But did you not touch on it there, the problem? They found money during COVID, and the money they found is now gone. Yeah, Frank, I don't want to simplify this, but you need to go and get more. The point I'm making is they can get money when they want it. They can get mo- look at the money they wasted on PPE, you know, the things that weren't necessary, um, all of that. So we can get money. This government can get money, and we. That, 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 this is about them running the economy and running it right, and paying the people that need it and the people that deserve it. Okay, uh, Kevin, thank you very much indeed. The unions believing that the money can be found and they you know, continually make reference to that in relation to different systems of taxation and so on and uh, so forth. But is anyone actually listening? Going by the beeping horns in the background, there's support for the health workers who are on strike today. But is there support for... The teaching unions and the teachers on strike. I drove past a group of uh, striking teachers th- this morning and the horns didn't seem to be beeping. There wasn't as, uh, as, as much noise as you would get outside a hospital. Let me speak to Mark Langhammer, uh, who's one of the teachers union representatives from the National uh, Education Union. Mark, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Do you get a sense, Mark, that people will be more sympathetic towards a nurse or an ambulance driver or a porter in the hospital than they will be this morning towards a teacher who's uh, on industrial action and as a result other people have had to take a day off to look after the kids? Well, I, I think it's, it's maybe to misunderstand our, our dispute as being solely about teachers' pay. It is for sure about teachers' pay, but it's also about the underfunding of schools, which every parent understands. I do accept the point that, that there may be a lesser degree of public support, but the, the, the public support is still quite widespread. If I can give you an indication, I mean, since the pay freeze in 2010-11, teachers, uh, along with social workers, have lost more than any other segment of the economy, any other profession or any other trade. They've lost essentially a quarter of their real-term uh, wage, and as a result of that, have lost value. Now, how that how that plays out in the system is that in an, in a region such as Northern Ireland that overproduces teachers, we are now facing quite a serious teacher shortage in particular subjects: the science subjects, physics, biology, maths, uh, IT, um, uh, even in home economics. And if you ask any teacher in any in any school in the country, they will tell you it's it's very difficult to source uh, substitute teachers. So. For for that reason, because of we've lost maybe a quarter of our value, uh, graduate teachers, which is a very transportable um, qualification, 
are, are moving away, moving away to teach elsewhere or moving away from the profession altogether. So for us, I mean, strike is a, is a, is a very unusual thing. In, in our 125 years history in Northern Ireland, um, we've taken strike on two days. This is the second day. So it do, it's not done lately. Do you accept, however, that it's going to be difficult for the government to deliver what you're demanding? Because you are requesting an inflation-related pay increase. You're looking for beyond 12%. It's it's unlikely no, like, that anyone's like, going to be getting 12%. Well, there are gaps starting to arise. Teachers in Wales were offered 7% and they won't accept that. Translink workers, I think, were offered 10% recently. The fire brigade also. So the dike is bursting a little. But what I would say is is that, um, just like Kevin said, this is not a problem about money. It's a problem about political priorities. Let me tell you what I'm talking about here. The UK tax gap is estimated at, at by Tax Research UK independently, in other words, at £123 billion pounds a year. That's tax uncollected, uh, evaded and avoided. Now, if even we got half of that, £60, 60 billion, that would pay for every dispute in the UK uh, twice. So, you know, the government have to be creative about how they go about this. If you look again at uh, Kevin mentioned mentioned COVID, um, that's exactly how they paid for COVID. They put some knots on the edge of the ledger. The UK as a currency creating country can do that. It paid for um, furlough. It paid for COVID. It also pays for a range of wars that they've had in the last 20 years. So that's the way they do um, money is not short. If you, for instance, brought the PFI schemes back into public ownership, that would automatically release £50 billion to the government in revenue stream, £18 billion of which would, would be NHS-related, which we, which we urgently need. Um, so it's not a problem of money. It's a problem of political choices, and that's the choices that we're telling and hoping, hopefully persuading the government to take. None of those choices are going to be delivered in the next week, the next six months, even in the, the next year, because to do anything that you're describing there is like trying to turn the tanker. It is a very, very slow process, even if the government would be minded to do what you're suggesting in relation to, for example, chasing after uh, people who aren't paying, paying their taxes. I, I, I'm just wondering how long your industrial action will go on, how m- much you will interrupt the education of our children and how many parents are going to have to stay at home in the foreseeable future because they can't get to work because they've nobody to look after the kids. Well, firstly, I, I, I do accept your premise that this is likely to be quite a long, slow-burn um, dispute. Um, the, the, the strike action part of it is only part of it, and it's an unusual part of it. It's not an everyday part of it. But the normal uh, industrial action, shorter strike action, specifically excludes um, uh, actions which would be damaging to the interests of children. We've been very careful in the way we've designed that. It's focused on accountability, it's focused on bureaucracy, on unnecessary administration and so on. So that could burn on for quite some time, you're right, uh, unless somebody makes some moves. And it is difficult, uh, again, as Kevin said, that uh, that we're faced in this predicament um, without a local government. I don't think the local government will be on its own enough. Uh, we, will have to, we, we do need changes at central government, but uh, it would it would certainly help. Do you get a sense uh, as you go through today that 
anyone really is listening. I put that to Kevin as well. And I, I know you've both made reference to the lack of the executive. But, you know, is, is Jeremy Hunt likely to even be aware that teachers are standing outside schools in Northern Ireland today? Yes, well, of course, teachers and, and, and other uh, professions and trades uh, have been making their voices heard, not just here in Northern Ireland, but across the UK. And that, um, you know, that is, it's not, it's concerted. It's not uh, necessarily planned together, but it is certainly concerted. So, yes, I think we, we will be, well, we will be listened to and we have to be listened to. Otherwise, this goes on. And in the meantime, the biggest drain on the funding for education is the pay of the staff. So if you get an increased amount of pay, there's going to be less money for, for example, special needs education, uh, less money for the dinners that are available to children who may need them, less money for resources within the actual uh, school classroom. Yeah, and, that, and that's the predicament. And what, and what we say is we need, to, we need to do both. Northern Ireland is actually underfunded in comparison to uh, schools in England and Wales, for instance, and Scotland. So, you know, we need an uplift um, in in totality of schools funding, which would obviously include teachers' wages. And just finally, Mark, why the half-day strike? What was the point of striking to 12 o'clock? Parents aren't going to send their kids to school at five past 12. Well, um, I, I, I suppose the logic of it was was to ease people into it. Teachers are not natural radicals. Um, they're quite socially conservative in the right look quite often. Um, so this was to ease our people into it. Uh, being realistic, there are likely to be further strike days as opposed to half days. Um, so that was the logic. The other issue that was on our mind was that um, that some of our children um, rely very heavily on on free school meals and uh, the half day would allow them to get a square meal in the middle of the day. Um, we are talking to your colleagues in, in, in other unions about the possibility in full strike days of of having those lunches done in a in a packed lunch sort of way. Um, so that was one of the one of the reasons. Yeah, just finally, finally, do you have another date? Is there another date that you're able to tell us is is happening? Nothing confirmed as yet, no. Okay. Uh, Mark, I appreciate your time. Kevin, as well. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed for for joining us. So where do your sympathies lie? Do you have a greater understanding for the health workers than you do for the teachers? Or indeed, maybe you're thinking along the lines of education being the most important tool as far as the rearing of your children's concerned and the teachers need to be uh, listened to. Uh, do let us know, 02890 uh, 02890-3105, uh, the numbers to get us on here on the U105 phone-in. Kevin McAdam is with the Unite Union, Mark Langhammer from the National, uh, National Education Union. And how is it affecting you today? Do let us know, 02890-3105. That's the number to get us on on a Tuesday morning. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.